0: you are beautiful you are worthy your dreams were put on your heart for a reason no matter what anyone else might think of you for following them so stand up stand tall and stand proud you were made to shine Yo, yo, how are we doing? Happy Sunday, happy Monday, happy Tuesday, happy Wednesday, happy whatever day it is that you find yourself tuning in to Made to Shine. Might I just say, might I just say, earlier I was um, watching church. For those of you that know, you follow me on Instagram or wherever, you know that I am obsessed with Elevation Church uh, with Stephen Furtick in Charlotte, North Carolina. I have... Probably be tuning into them every Sunday since maybe my senior year of college. And it's a ministry that means a lot to me. And I was not planning on recording this podcast today, but you know what? I think that when you don't plan on doing things and you feel the spirit nudge you just ever so gently, but also forcefully, that's when you know that you know that you know that someone needs you to show up, even if you don't feel like it, because God needs you to be the messenger of whatever word he's trying to convey you through you to then in this moment, wherever it finds you, whether that's here now, this day, as it's published, probably next Sunday, or if it's a year from now. What I think is so cool and why I mentioned elevation is because Stephen Furtick in the beginning says something that I was like, wow, ain't that the truth? Which is one, most of the things he says. But two, he said, what's so cool is when God nudges me to speak on a certain thing, And I speak it out into the audience that day. It's probably going to resonate with about 2% of the people. Because relevance brings attention. And when God nudges me to speak on something, a lot of people might not capture The content or the message because it's not relevant to their situation, which means their full attention isn't going to be on what I'm saying. However, because we are all human and we all go through human experiences and we all struggle. If you're not struggling today, you'll probably struggle tomorrow because none of us are perfect and we all go through struggling seasons. Because of that, A year from now, two years from now, you might find yourself clicking on this YouTube. In this case, you might find yourself clicking on Made to Shine. And there's an episode I did a year ago. And it's exactly what you needed to hear two years later, three years later. And if that's not evidence for the work of God, I don't know what is. This past Tuesday, um, someone I didn't know, I I don't uh, know this individual, but they... um, I got a a couple of them. sometimes I get messages on my Instagram for Made to shine. Sometimes you guys email me, and I very rarely get them on Facebook. But this one was on Facebook, and I go to my message request and I see this this young um, this young guy. He's in uh, in high school, and he messaged me. And funny enough, I used to think only girls listen to this. I saw from my <laughs> from the statistics that a very few of you are men. Uh so I wasn't expecting to get this message from a high school boy but he had listened to one of my episodes that I recorded you guys in 2020. It's now 2023. This was when I was in, this was 2020. So this was 3 years ago for me. This was when I was 22 years old. And if you listen to my older episodes, it's funny because I don't think I sound the same at all. I feel like I sound like a high school cheerleader. Um but anyways, I remember, and he sent me a message and was just like, this is exactly what I needed to hear. Like, God used you three years ago to speak to me now. And it brought so much joy to my heart because one, it was a very kind thing to say. And I think that we live in a world that no one actually actively compliments anyone anymore. I truly believe that. It's just why I go out of my way to compliment anyone and everyone I possibly can. Because we we don't do that as a society anymore. When we think someone's pretty, we don't tell that person. When we like someone's shoes, we don't say those things anymore. So side note, compliment people when you get the chance. But two, two, I remember that particular episode and I remember the season I was going through when I recorded it. And I, I forget the title of it, but it basically was about clinging on to hope and hard times. And I remember at the time of that, I had just broken up with a very serious relationship and I was, it was tough. I was kind of in no means land. I didn't really just... I had just kind of entered the the part of your corporate career where you're like, holy crap, is this going to be the rest of my life? And then I was juggling with this, with this tension of, wait, I, I don't, I never wanted to be in corporate. I wanted to be an entrepreneur. Am I going to lose myself in this world? And 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 I remember so clearly as if it was yesterday, just feel feeling so lost, feeling so lost. And God nudged me. To get on and record a podcast about clinging on to hope and hard times and how God's truth is our anchor, not our circumstances, not our feelings, not our emotions, not the thing that the enemy will whisper us. In the dark pits of the night where we wanna go in the closet and cry, not that, but God's hope. And I didn't wanna do it. I was at the floor of my bedroom in the rental house my parents room was like I could hear them breathing at night my little sister's room was like right next to me it was the middle of the pandemic and I didn't want to record the podcast because I didn't want anybody to hear me because I knew it was gonna be emotional I knew it was gonna cry yet I did it anyways in the middle of the night which if you know me you know is such a weird thing because I sleep very well and I prioritize my sleep and I never know never do anything productive at night because it won't get done I'm a morning person yeah, this episode was like this supernatural thing. And I didn't know why. I didn't know why there was such urgency around it. And I did find it, whatever. And then three years later, it helped that high school boy going through a season where he didn't know he would make it. And I say that. I say that because you have gifts. And you have things on your heart that you're going through, that you don't know if you're going to make it, but God's nudging you to show up in a way right now you don't feel capable, you don't feel competent enough for, you don't feel strong enough for, yet you still feel that nudge. And I know you feel that nudge because it's that thing, it's just, it will literally not leave you alone. It's like that mosquito. It's like, go away, go away. Because you, you don't have time for it. You don't have energy for it. You don't have the strength for it. You don't have the emotional capacity for it. And you're like, go away, go away, go away. Kind of like that guy that keeps asking you on a date and you're like, no, thank you. I don't have time. Like, it's just, it's kind of like that. That's the thing you know that God's calling you to do. And yes, maybe for you, but even more than that, because of someone you don't even know that it's going to help. What I want to talk to you about today is what to do when you don't feel good enough. And the reason I want to talk to you about that is because all those years ago, when I recorded that podcast that helped this young boy so much, I didn't feel good enough to record it in that moment. Not only that, I didn't think anybody was going to care about it. My podcast was just getting started. I think this was literally like episode five. I mean, it wasn't a big deal, it wasn't top ranked, it wasn't anything like that. I didn't think anyone was going to listen to it. I was tired. I was heartbroken. I was going through a really hard season. I felt, you know, those times in life where you literally are just so insecure. Maybe you're perfect. Maybe you've never felt this, but Annie Beecham Mayfield, yes, that's my middle name, has a lot times where it's like everything I say it's like I'm I am my mind is this thing cowering above me watching everything I do and it all is just wrong <laughs> you know it's like oh I got the wrong nail color and my legs look I can see the cellulite on my legs and oh my gosh like I I, I I said that thing that was so silly to say why did I ask that question why did I think I could do that why did I think I could have a chance at having a successful friendship with these people why did I think I could get that degree why did I think I was going to be the one that was going to be first on the list of invites to this party to this gala why did I think I was good enough for this and some of you were there you're like why did I think I was good enough to try to adopt why did I think I was good enough to be a mom These kids remind me every single day of everything that I'm doing wrong. Why did I think I was good enough to be a good friend? to hold space for such beautiful relationships? Why did I think I was good enough to get married, to get engaged, to have a guy or a girl look at me as if I was the most beautiful and precious treasure in the world? Why did I think I was good enough to start that company? Why did I think I was good enough to reach out to that company, to speak at that company? Why did I think I was good enough to ace that presentation, to ask that from the business? Why did I think I was good enough to ask for the raise and on and on and on we go because at our core we humans are incredibly good enough at making ourselves feel as though we're not enough i like that i'm gonna say that again we as humans are incredibly good enough at making ourselves feel as though we are not enough and if I can be so honest with you, just your friend, Annie, today, you and me, it's just us. If I can be so honest with you, I don't have all the answers. The more you, you figure out life, the more you realize you don't know. And I don't know all about everything, about 10. This is not a 10 steps to feeling good enough. This is not that. But what I can tell you Is that when I look back on my life, the hard, the good, the challenging, the certain, the uncertain, the loving moments, the just really brutal moments. When I look back on all of it, everything I've done, everything I didn't do that I wanted to do, everything I did that I probably shouldn't have done, more often than not, there was never a moment I felt good enough. Never a moment. I remember when I when I first got on stage and I spoke in front of 40,000 online. It was about 5,000 live. I didn't feel good enough. Heck no. I didn't feel, I was extremely confident, but I didn't feel good enough. I remembered whose strength I was walking in with. There's a big poster in my office that says, Don't get so focused on what you're walking into. You forget who you're walking in with. I remember the first time, um, this was, oh gosh, this was like a freshman year, freshman year of college. There's this guy I really liked and, um, I am not the kind of girl that's going to go and like, I'm not the very forward kind of girl. I'm not like that. I like to be pursued. Call me old fashioned. But for the first time, it was like, I saw something that I wanted and I was like, I'm going after it. But you know, in your mind, when you're like, okay, I'm going to ask him out. I'm going to ask him out. And maybe my fellas, the few of you listening in, you felt this way when asking out a girl. It's like, you're ready. You're ready. And then you see them and you're like, oh, heck nope, absolutely not. I am not ready. They're going to say no. This is going to be so embarrassing, so humiliating. And the thoughts just keep creeping in. And you're like, I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. And I give you those examples because whether it's big and flashy and fabulous and sparkly like speaking on a stage or normal and regular like asking someone else. We have all lived most of it. We have flashy parts of our lives and we have very regular parts of our life. And to that extent, the only antidote to not feeling good enough, I personally, at 25 years old, Annie Mayfield can say to this point that I know to be true to switching the script, to flipping it over, to fueling yourself with a different type of adequacy. The only thing that I know that works to this day is when you don't feel good enough, making someone else feel good enough. And when you do that, it seeps into you. this morning. I was going to church yesterday. I I got on my Instagram and told everybody like, I've been feeling stuck recently. And I have. It's it's not like, and I realized a lot of it has to do is I'm in the season of life where I think God really wants me to travel. I have the time. I have, by the grace of God, I have the money. I have the flexibility I don't have anything here in Atlanta kind of holding me down. And so I do believe that like God is nudging me to travel. And I've been to Austin, I've been to New York, I've been to the beach. Next week I'm going to the Blue Ridge Mountains. And when I, yesterday, was feeling a little stuck, I was like, okay, let's make this a cadence. What can I do to to boost my creativity, to boost my excitement, to go and travel? And so today I you know was living a little bit off of hat, but part of me when I, even when I get on this podcast or when I go and I'm about to finish my sixth book, but I'm like, crap, I haven't written the last closing. And the closing is the most important part because it's what you're, it's the message you're sending people out into the world with. It's your call to action as people call it. And, and I was like, what if I don't actively call in a way that's good? And oh my gosh, I'm not feeling good enough. I'm not feeling good enough. And I go to church and and these thoughts are still in my head. And one of my seventh grade, seventh graders, about to six, say sixth graders, but oh, they have been growing so fast. They're now in seventh grade. So one of my seventh graders comes up to me and I went to her middle school play last weekend. And she goes, Annie, 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 like, what'd you think of my play? Like, what'd you think of it? And I go, her name is Jenna. I go, Jenna, you were amazing. And she was, she was so in her element and God has given her such a gift. And she goes, I don't feel like I was that amazing. Like I I messed up here and I messed up here. And I go, Jenna, are you kidding? You freaking nailed that. Like you crushed it last weekend. And the reason you crushed it is because you showed up for it. The amount of people that just don't even show up for those kind of things because they're too scared and they never even do it. But you showed up. You did it. That's why you were successful. And not only that, you were freaking good. You were good at it. Like you were excited. You were energetic. You were the best. She was Farmer Jerry. You were the best Farmer Jerry I've ever seen. And all of a sudden, the, the, the act of encouraging her gave me life and it gave me encouragement and making her feel good enough made me feel good enough. You see, a lot of us are just adults. We're 25, 26, 27, 38, 42, 66 year olds walking around with the same 12 year old insecurities that we never have spoken to. We walk around wondering what everybody thinks of us. We walk around wondering why we didn't get into that birthday party. We walk around feeling like we're not good enough to go out for the play and to go on stage with the rest of the seventh graders. We walk around with those insecurities as 72-year-olds because we didn't speak life into them. And so when you actively speak into a younger kid, like literally try to go go babysit, go babysit. And I promise you're gonna leave Probably exhausted, maybe a little irritated, but you will not leave not feeling good enough. Why? Because when you're around children, you filter your language. For the most of us, we filter our language to encourage them, to love them, to make them feel seen and heard and validated. And at some point, it's like we graduate out of that. And when you graduate out of that, you lose that for yourself. And it doesn't have to just be with children. I was with my grandma today. Her birthday's on Tuesday. And she's feeling a little lonely right now, you know? And she is losing her eyesight and she doesn't feel that important. And if you heard a thud, it's because I just put a trash can on a bumblebee that is literally in my apartment. It's kind of freaking me out. I think it's dead because it has not flown. That's a little terrifying. I digress. She's feeling a little lonely right now. Her eyesight isn't great. She thinks because of that, she can't go meet people. And, and so today, just talking to her, it was like, Gran, you are the kindest person I know. And you don't know who you are until you go through things like you've been through, and the fact that you show up joyful and loving and kind, that means that's who you are. It's not because of your circumstances. It's because of your heart and your soul and your love for Jesus and your reflection of him in you. And by talking to her in that way, it made me feel good enough because it reminded me of the same thing. See, a lot of us, when we don't feel good enough, when we feel insecure, We forget there is a whole entire orbit of people God has called us to serve. Why do you think Jesus put so much emphasis on service? Literally, think about it. Why? Why? Yes, it's important to serve others. Yes, we're called to because we are all brothers and sisters in Christ. But you know what else I think Jesus knew that we didn't, which is a lot of things, quite frankly, because, you know, he is... Son of God, I think he knew it's because it would help us. When you make others feel good enough, you feel good enough. And so many of us are starving to feel good enough and we're trying to feed that need with things that that will never satisfy our appetite for it. We try to feed it with social media. We try to feed it with achievements. We try to feed it with a new degree, with the graduation, with a class rank, with a status rank, with a money in the bank account number. We try to feed it with the perfect body. We try to feed it with all of these achievements and accolades and follower count and like count. And what Jesus said is still true. Love your brothers and sisters as he's called us to. Why? Because it helps feed what we need as well, which is to feel good enough. It's an action. And it's an action that requires other people. When you feed others with it, you get fed. And that doesn't just apply to feeling good enough. If you want to feel loved, go love if you want to feel poured into, go pour into someone. If you want to feel served, go serve. If you want to feel acknowledged, go acknowledge. If you want to feel like you make a difference, go make a difference for someone else. If you want to feel feel like you're fed like you're nourished like you have a place in this world go make someone else feel like they have a place in this world if you want to feel seen and heard and important and significant and like you matter and like the world would be different if you weren't there tomorrow and if you want to feel like what you do and what you say actually matters and if you want to feel like you're impactful and if you want to feel like you have have a home in this world. If you want to feel that way, go make someone else feel that way. It's connected. It's connected. It's connected. So the next time you're not feeling good enough, which might be now, it might be tomorrow. If it's not tomorrow, it might be a month from now. If it's not a month from now, it's probably then a week from now because we're all human and there's always gonna be moments we don't feel good enough. If you don't if you don't feel good enough, then go on social media right now and in two seconds, you will get a feeling of that. I promise you, because someone will be on a jet somewhere that you're not while you're in like Minnesota, right? Just, I promise you in the world we're living in, it's gonna come, the feeling's gonna come. And what I urge you to do is when that comes, ask yourself, who can I go make feel good enough right now? And it might not be a conversation. Maybe it's a text. Maybe it's you send someone a funny cat video right? Maybe it's you buy the flowers for someone or maybe it's you send the Slack message to one of your coworkers or to your boss. Maybe, maybe it's you make a story appreciating one of your friends or maybe you host a, a, a sleepover or ask someone to dinner or you donate. When you don't feel good enough The antidote is making someone else feel good enough. If you've ever volunteered, which if you haven't, I encourage you to, but if you've ever volunteered, a lot of times you you drive up to wherever you're going, whether it's like a warehouse or um, like a school or an auditorium or a church or a neighborhood, a shelter, you drive up and I know, Y'all are gonna send me to hell for saying this, but I'm just saying what everybody's thinking. You always sign up to volunteer. And then when the day comes, it's like the worst timing ever. You know what I mean? It's like you pull up and you're like, okay, I've got to do this for my boss. And I've got to do this for that person. And oh my God, Susan just texted me XYZ and I've got to be so-and-so tonight by six o'clock. I'm not going to have time to curl my hair the way I like to or buy the dry shampoo I've been needing to. And oh my gosh, I'm just not in a good mood. I didn't get any good sleep last night because my neighbor above decided to have a freaking like Pilates dance party where they were just making so much rock. And it's never good timing. And your mind is like, I want to be anywhere but here. Okay. I'm just saying what we're all thinking. And you pull up and all of a sudden you're like, okay, but we did this. we are do this. We're going. We're just, we're going, we're going, suck it up. Let's go. And that's kind of the attitude most people have. And then they put on a big smile. Like, there's nowhere else I'd rather be in the world. But we're all thinking the same thing. But then you start making the lunches and then you start packing the clothes And you start rebuilding the house and you start talking to the people around you and you start listening to the stories of people and you begin to put together all these different pieces of what someone's gone through or the context of why we're even here in the first place. The gravity of the situation and somewhere along the day, all those things that you pulled up with that quite frankly, whether you would use this language or not, make you feel not good enough because what most of us feel when we're pulling up there or whatever is overwhelmed and being overwhelmed is just another word for not feeling good enough because if you felt good enough to handle XYZ situation, whether that's your busy calendar or your lack thereof, a busy calendar you wish was busy. When you don't feel strong enough to handle or good enough to handle it, you feel overwhelmed. So you pulled up not feeling good enough to handle what life was throwing at you, which is why all you wanted to do and be was anywhere but there, helping other people because you wanted to be humble and sulking. Throughout the course of the day, by giving to another person or another person's, you leave feeling stronger You leave feeling grounded. You leave feeling centered. You leave feeling aligned. You leave feeling good enough for what life is going to throw at you this week. It's the closest thing to magic that I know. It's the most magical trick that I know. When you don't feel good enough... Who can you make feel good enough? Whatever you want, go give that thing and you will receive it tenfold. I promise you. There's so many times that I don't feel like going to church to serve my seventh graders. There's so many times I don't feel like honestly getting on here. Like that night three years ago in the middle of the night, I didn't feel like it. There's so many times I don't don't feel like posting a video on Instagram. That might sound silly to you guys, but when you believe in what you're doing and a message that you have, sometimes like creating content, you don't feel like it, but you do it anyways because of maybe the one person that it could change their day. A lot of times I don't feel like texting my family night, love you, which I do every night, especially if we had some words to say to each other that day, because we're families and we're a family and we fight just like every family does. Sometimes I don't feel like going to work with my coworkers and being a light that day. I want to give in to the complaining and the grumbling and the mumbling like everybody else. And I don't feel like being the one that says, no, you guys, come on, like, let's figure it out. We're going to figure it out. It's going to be okay. Like there's an opportunity here. Sometimes I don't feel like that. I don't feel like I can. And when you get there, whether you're there right now, you might be, when you get there, remember, whatever you need, go and give that thing. Like the woman in the Bible that kept pouring and pouring her oil, and oil kept God kept providing oil. There was nothing in the vessel, but she just kept pouring. When you keep pouring, you receive more. And right now I think we're in a world that's in a deficit of love. We don't have enough love circulating. And it's not because we don't have a great enough supply. It's because we don't have a great enough circulation. What happens to joints that don't move? they become rusty. It's like a car that never drives. Its pipes become rusty. It's not that the pipes aren't there. It's not that we can't get some gas in the car and it can go. It's that it's harder to get moving when it hasn't been circulating. It's harder to get your body moving when blood hasn't been flowing into it. God made us in his image. God is love. We are then the reflection of love itself. There's not a deficit of love in the world. There's a deficit of circulation of that love. So if you want to feel more love, which raise your hand. If I was talking to you now, I'd be like, raise your stinking hand. I'm raising mine. I want to feel more loved. I want to feel like I matter. I want to feel like I'm significant. I want to feel like if I died tonight, the world would be a little different tomorrow. We all want to feel that way. But that starts with us giving it. It starts with us providing it. That starts with us seeking the one and giving to them that love we so desire. And so my prayer for you this week is that you have the strength and the bravery and the courage to give what you so desperately need. Give it in the form of a text, a DM, a call, a visit, a dinner, a retreat, a gathering. Maybe it's just giving language, like speaking to someone at work. Speaking to someone in your small group, speaking to that kid that everybody picks on in your class, speaking to that friend that everybody's been kind of siloing out of the friend group, speaking to that person in your homeroom that no one really talks to, go give love and you will feel it. I promise. I promise. I love you all and I am rooting for you all. And I say with just about tears in my eyes every single time I say this because I believe it so much. God puts something on your life. If you're still here, that very breath in your body, it means there is something you need to do. He's not done with you. And you might be like, I just don't see it. Like God's not doing anything. That's when he's working the most. A tree grows the most important part of its foundation under the surface when nobody sees it. If you plant a tree seed, when you see nothing at the surface is when it's growing its roots and its roots are the most important part. Right now, if you're in a waiting season, God might be growing your roots. And so if you're not feeling loved, if you're not feeling seen, if you're not feeling important, if you're feeling in need of significance, go give that to someone. Go give that to somebody because we need you here. I want you here. And so I am personally incentivized for my own happiness because I want you here to tell you to go give love to another human being because you will feel it too. And I want you to feel loved. I want you to feel loved so freaking much. Because you are so loved and you are made in the image of love. And when you are made in the image of love, that is who you are. Which means no matter how far you run, no matter how much you hide, you can't run from love because it's literally who you are. So go give it because you have that power. Love you guys. Hey friend, thanks so much for listening all the way through. The fact that you did says so much about your willingness and curiosity to get into your personal development and growth. You guys, if this episode touched you and your spirit in any way, I pray that you share with two friends that you think would really find value in this. This is how these messages get around. And I know I personally just really appreciate when a friend thinks of me when they listen to something and think that I'll find value in it as well. Also, if you find So Willing, please tag to your Instagram stories and make sure to tag Annie B. Mayfield. At the end of every month, I will be doing a drawing from everyone that is posted on their Instagram stories for a $50 Amazon gift card. You guys, I appreciate and love you all so much. Have an amazing day.